0: Hello everyone and welcome to Cake, the culture and art show for kids and everyone.
1: This week we're combining two of my favourite things, puppies and movies, for a very special feature. So if your dog has been thinking of becoming a famous doggy actor, then make sure they have their ears open for the second half of the show.
0: We weren't kidding when we said the show was for everyone. Before we go puppy mad, our reporters went along to the National Folk Theatre of Ireland to check out an art exhibition curated by children's writer Olivia Hope Let's see what they've discovered
1: Hi, my name is Lucy And my name is Hugh We're from St John's School in Chile Today we're at Shima Satira the National Folk Theatre of Ireland to check out a new art exhibition called Away Home
2: Way Home is an art exhibition. It has 46 pieces of art, especially commissioned, and the art is for children. We've hung it low on the walls, so little tots and little toddlers can get really close to it. We have children as the main characters, we have adventure and we have magic. The whole art exhibition is based around and Eve.
0: Where did you get the idea for a way home? I
2: live beside woods, so it was very easy for me to imagine what it might be like getting lost in the woods at night. And I think a lot of good stories happen near woods Red Riding Hood, Hansel and Gretel. There's something very magical about forests and trees, so being inspired by what was around me was a very good starting point. Because I've written a story and because the artists have drawn a story, when you actually come into an art gallery, your job is to read the story from what you see. Now, some of the ideas that you see here, all these different pictures of scenes, lots of people use for telling stories. So, if I wanted to make a film, I might, or if I wanted to make an animated cartoon, I would probably need some shots. And I'd put them out together to see how I could make my story happen. And that's called storyboarding. So what you have here are different shots, but in different
0: art styles. Can you tell us a little bit about the illustrators?
2: The illustrators work in lots of different ways. We have illustrators who work in animation. We have illustrators who draw books that many children might know already. So we have people like Sheena Dempsey and Paddy Donnelly and Una Woods would be very famous Irish illustrators. We've also got painters and artists that work in fashion and do photorealistic paintings as well. Um, And the great thing about having such a wide selection of artists and illustrators means that boys and girls will see lots of different art styles. So you might see a picture that might inspire you to draw or paint in a certain way, or make you want to write a story as well.
0: I'm seeing a lot of interesting pictures. They look like memories or so something like that. That's
3: kind of what I'm from there. Maybe I'm wrong though. I was talking to one or
2: two of the boys and girls, and we were noticing the different ways people have made art. Now, some of you might have spotted digital art, which is where the illustrators have drawn on a computer and then we've printed them out and put them on board. But there's other art styles as well. Anybody notice any of the other art styles?
0: Yes? Oh, uh, pictures on the sheet and the
1: paper.
2: What do you call that when you cut out different pieces of paper and you glue them down to make a picture?
1: Crafting.
2: It's a bit like crafting, but it's called collaging. We've also got watercolour art over there and that's by Margaret Ann Suggs. And the watercolour is lovely because I wrote in the story that I wanted the little girl Alicia to have really purple stained fingers from eating blackberries. You know, when you eat blackberries, they kind of get all kind of, the tips of your finger go purple. Well, watercolour is a beautiful way of showing someone having stained fingers. So that's uh, Margaret Ann's. We've also got Indian ink done by Ava Byrne over there. And the interesting thing about Ava Byrne is that not only does she do children's illustrations, she actually draws for fashion as well. And she uses the same. She uses a dipping ink pen and paint for doing her pictures as well. We've also around the corner. We've got some beautiful gouache, hand painted by Paula as well. So there's lots of different art styles around. My first time at
1: an art expedition.
2: I'm enjoying it.
1: What's your favourite style of painting?
2: I know our art exhibition here has got lots of really interesting characters and woodland scenes. So I do like landscapes. But um, I like going to art exhibitions as well that feature text art. So text art would be, because I'm a writer, I think words are important. So I really like text art and I like when people put neon words in art as well. So there's lots of different art styles I'm interested in, but I really like text art. Do
1: you have any advice for kids who would like to
2: become a writer? Ooh, I think my favourite bit of advice is try to see and read and listen to as many stories as you can. And I think reading books is fantastic, because the more books you read, the more ideas you get about your own stories. But I also think that it's good to watch really good films and good animations um, and come to art galleries, because you get to see stories and pictures.
3: What's your favourite colour? Blue! That's mine too!
2: Blue is a great colour, isn't it? We told all the illustrators that we wanted to make Leisha stand out. And even though we gave all the illustrators the same character description, by giving Leisha blue hair, she's quite special. So it means people remember her after the art exhibition.
1: I really liked it. There was a lot of imagination going into it. And I really liked the characters and how they acted, like when they went into the woods. My favourite part was definitely when they met the white puka and they got to follow um, him or her. Kids can get a lot of imagination and um, inspiration out of looking at other art that other people have thought of. What a great exhibition! Thanks to our reporters Lucy and Hugh, and Olivia Hope too, for helping us discover how different art styles can tell a story.
0: Ireland has one of the richest storytelling traditions in the world. It's part of our culture and the tradition has been passed down from generation to generation. That's right. The Irish are known
1: to be great storytellers and you can definitely tell that by the amount of Oscars we got nominated for this year. So why don't you give it a go for yourself? Even if you don't have the gift of the gab, there are more ways
4: than one to tell a story. Hiya, it's me, Joe from Recreate. Today, we've been looking at the art of storytelling, an Olivia Hope story, Away Home. Storytelling is an ancient art form and has been used since the medieval times. That means before books. As a form of entertainment, but more importantly, to pass information and folklore stories between generations. In Ireland, the Irish word for the storyteller is Shanachie. You may have been lucky enough to experience firsthand a Shanaki sharing Ireland's culture and traditions through the art of storytelling. There is something magical about being told or read a story out loud, no matter what age you are. Do you think you could become a Shanaki and tell a modern day folk tale? Let's give it a go. But before we get into writing your folk tale, let's imagine we're in Olivia Hope's story, Away Home. It opens with an image-conjuring sentence.
2: It was the time of year when trees are gold and the sun hangs low in the sky. Perched between a patchwork of bare
4: fields and Quilt in the Kilter, the forest of the lost, stood the village of Inishray. In the next scene, we go to the two siblings sitting in Granny's kitchen.
1: Why do we need so much food tonight, Granny?
2: Leisha asked, playing with some leftover pastry.
0: It'll only be us, mom and dad. More for me, then.
2: Leisha's older brother Garvin cried, looking up from the turnip he was carving into the twisted face of a jack-o'-lantern. It's for all the family, Granny said, nodding to the old photos on the wall. From the oven, she pulled out a loaf of barn brack and quickly popping the pale apple tart into bake. She wrapped the warm brack in a tea towel and placed it beside the rounds of bread and other apple tarts that cooled in the window.
4: Can you describe the setting of the cottage where Granny is making the apple pies? Where is it? What is the light like? What items are dotted around? What are the characters wearing? Maybe you imagine that you are sat at the kitchen table too and describe what you see, starting at the back wall of the cottage maybe, and perhaps move your way forwards. Describe the background, the midground, and the foreground, almost like verbally saying what you see and layering it similar to how a mural is made. For this task, you don't really need any materials and can just conjure up images using only words. You might want to add in some actions using your body. Or, if you wanted to take the process even further, you could draw the scenes layer by layer or create the kitchen in a 3D model using a shoebox as your set. This is something similar to how people might make a stage scene in theatre. We can tell stories in so many different ways. And how you interpret or see the scene is up to you. What do we learn by recreating a scene from a story that already exists? Is the world more detailed for you now we've done that exercise? Now, let's use all those layers of story to tell your own. So, whether you've written a story or perhaps you've created something inspired by Olivia's story Away Home. We'd love for you to share it with us. You can do this by either sending in a photograph of your set that you've made or share your story with junior at rte.ie. Recreating this scene from Away Home into a model is the work of a set designer whose job it is to recreate worlds based on writing just like you're doing
0: welcome back to the cake studio we hope you are enjoying the show so far hey andrea are you ready for a cuteness overload i am but remind us again what do puppies have to do with art and culture
1: well we're about to meet the fairy dog mother who trains dogs to become
0: stars of the screen puppies doing performing arts amazing do you have a dog i have a dog called nisha She loves attention, so I'm sure she would love to be an actor as well. What about you? Well, yeah, I've got a dog whose name's Teddy.
1: I'm not sure he'd make a very good um, actor. He's not very susceptible to being trained to do anything.
0: Maybe the fairy dog mother could help us with that.
3: Mave and I am 11. And we have a brand new cockapoo puppy. Whoop, whoop, whoop. His name's Leo. Uh, Leo is 14 weeks. Uh, I begged my dad for like three years. I made a PowerPoint and then I begged him a lot. And then I asked him for a dog for my birthday and I got one. That felt really good. It felt exciting. He's a bit of a messer and he loves to bite my Christmas pajamas. Uh, he's pretty quiet actually for a dog, like he doesn't bark much. And he's pretty good at going to go bed at night, there's only a little bit of barking, and he's playful. He is very fluffy. With a new puppy to train, who better to call than the fairy dog mother?
5: Hi, my name is Rachel and I'm the fairy dog mother. I call myself a dog professional because I do dog training, I mind dogs at my house, And the most exciting thing that I've done is I've worked in TV and film and sometimes on the stage with my own dogs doing performances. So I have eight dogs. One of them is 13 and then the youngest is two. And they're all different breeds and some of them are rescue dogs. So they can all do tricks, but not all of them would like to do TV and film work. So that's probably an important thing to consider if you're thinking about doing that with your dog is whether they would like to do it. Did you have a dog when you were a kid, Rachel? I grew up in a house that was always filled with not just dogs but lots of animals. So we had rabbits, we had cats and we even had snakes in my house. So when I heard the story of how you guys got your dog, it reminded me of when I got the first dog that I could call my very own. So I got my first dog that was my own rather than the family dog when I was around about 11. So I think that's about the same age as you, is it, Maeve? And every single Christmas I would write on my Santa list, Please, Santa, could I have a dog? And then that year, when I was 11, I was very, very lucky to come down and go into the kitchen and find that my dreams had come true, and my very own puppy was there, and his name was Nicky, so that was the first dog I ever had that was just mine. Ah! So I became a dog trainer around 10 years ago and the reason I got into dog training is because I had a little dog called Casper who I rescued who was having a lot of difficulties in life and I wanted to learn more about how I could help him so I started to do some dog training courses and the more I started to learn about that the more I realised I could help other people with their dogs too.
3: Rachel, what tricks do a dog need to do to work in a film?
5: so if you wanted to work with a dog in a film probably the most important thing that the dog would need to do is stay in the position it's been put in so some dogs find that very difficult we want to be able to put them in the position in the scene but obviously the dog trainer has to be behind the camera so we need to be able to teach them to wait on a certain spot while we move away from them Another thing that's important to teach a dog would be to look a certain direction. So they use a thing called a look stick. So you teach your dog to look at almost like a wand and you teach them as as a trick to look at this wand and then you can move that around to move the dog's eye line so that it looks like they're looking at certain things or certain people. They're probably two of the most important things. But another thing that could be important is that your dog is happy to work with other people that aren't you because quite often they'll have to work with somebody who's acting in the movie so they need to be friendly and confident to work with other people.
3: What's it like when your dog's
5: in a film or on TV? So it's always very exciting because you never know what you're going to do or where you're going to be. Sometimes it can be a little bit hard because you have to keep your dog safe so on a movie set there's lots of heavy equipment and lots of people moving around. And also the hours are very long. So you need to be brave and say, I think my dog needs a break. Uh, Sometimes there can be a lot of waiting around. So your dog might get a bit bored. So it's important maybe to bring some enrichment activities like snuffle mats and things like that to keep them busy in between takes. And then sometimes maybe as it always can be, your dog might not do exactly what you wanted them to do. So you need to be ready to come up with a new plan if things aren't working.
3: So now it's time for the big question. How do we make Leo a star?
5: So for anyone out there who's thinking they would like to make their puppy a star, I think a really nice thing to start with is making sure your puppy has lots of positive experiences, meeting loads of new people and going to loads of different places. So then if they do go on a movie set in the future they won't be afraid because they'll be very confident pups. Then it's never too early to start training some basic things like teaching your dog to sit, teaching them to look at you or to wait because all of those will be very useful on the movie set. And then they often ask you to prepare a trick. So the more that your dog can do, the handier it will be. And also your dog will be used to learning new things from you. So I think getting your dog into some sort of training classes or a tricks class would be a great start.
3: Okay, so we know what to do. Time to put it into action. But first, Leo's got some business to take care of. So if you just
5: want to bring Leo out to the toilet first so he's ready to start.
3: Toilet, Leo. Toilet. Toilet. So when he does his pee, I just give him like a treat, like ham or dog treats or something like that. Yeah, he's really good. I kind of trained a verbal cue, so I just say toilet when he's going, and he's kind of learnt now that that means to go to the toilet. Well, it's time to get tricky with the fairy dog brother. So
5: I've brought a little tiny bag of ham. So when you're training dogs, you want to cut your treats up really small. They should be like the size of a pea or the nail on your little finger. Because we don't want our dogs to get too full too fast, but we want them to have enough of a really nice thing that they know it's a reward. So every time the dog does something that I like, I will give them a treat. And that's basically how you train a dog. If they do a good thing, we reward them for it. And if they do something we don't love, we just ignore that as much as possible. (laughs) He's a greedy little pup. (laughs) Leo is a greedy little pup. So you've told me already that he can do a sit. Do you want to show me his sit? Oh my goodness. Oh wow, that looks great, girls. Today I thought maybe just for fun we could teach them how to spin in a circle. That's a nice easy one, but it helps our dogs to really use their brains to think about how they move their bodies. And it's kind of a flashy one if you want to show off that your dog does do a trick or that you know how to train them. So you could use that for his show reel to send a director if they were interested in seeing what he could do. Oh, beautiful, sit, Leo, well done. So how you do that is you put your treat right at the dog's nose so he's almost eating it and you draw a big circle with your hand so that he follows the food. And when he has come all the way around, good boy! You tell him good boy and you let him have the treat. And really with dog training and teaching new things it's just about using the food to show them what we want them to do and to reward them for getting it right. And then it's repeating it, so lots of practice. Practice makes perfect.
3: So now we have Leo twirling like a ballerina. Next up, Hollywood. Or maybe we should say (coughs) Holly-woof. Thanks, Fairy Dog Mother, for teaching us how to make Leo a star. Thanks,
0: Fairy Dog Mother. (coughs) Those dogs have got talent.
1: Thanks to Ayla, Maeve, and Rachel, and the best of luck to Leo the dog. We hope to see him in some blockbuster movies in the near future. Just so you know, my dog is available, but we do kind of come with a package.
0: Oh, join us next week when we'll be visiting a school in Kerry who have been working on a special mural. And we'll also be visiting a screen printer's workshop to learn about the art of screen printing.
1: Now, come on, Teddy. Walkies. This is our
3: Jr.